Welcome to the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast, presented by the News Press and Naples Daily News. We'll get you ready for the top high school football games in Lee and Collier counties each week with our analysis and predictions. Here are your hosts, the News Press's Adam Regan and the Naples Daily News's Adam Fisher. Hello, 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 everyone, football fans. Welcome back once again to the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast, where we tell you all there is to know about football in Southwest Florida. I am a co-host. I'm Adam Fisher with the Naples Daily News, sitting across our wonderful table with Adam Regan of the Fort Myers News Press. Adam Regan, it's week eight, only four weeks left in the regular season. How excited are you for these games on Friday? We've got a lot of teams in the mix, and I think we that do. this is what this FHSA playoff system is supposed to do, create a little bit of buzz in terms of who's going to make the playoffs. Well, with that, let's jump right into our first section because, as I said, four weeks left. We're starting to get more and more playoff rankings, get a little bit more uh, clarity in the playoff picture. So we're going to play a little game of contenders or pretenders. We're going to look at these teams that we think have a chance to make the playoffs and tell you what we think. First, I want to set some ground rules on this. What is a contender? I think a contender is a team that's going to make the playoffs, we think is going to make the playoffs, and could perhaps win one game. And anything beyond that, I think you're a contender. I think that's a great definition because, as you'll see, there are some teams on this list that are very good teams, but maybe are in a tough district, tough region, and may not be a a contender per se because I don't know if they can win a playoff game or, or even some of these teams might struggle to make the playoffs just because of their upcoming schedule. I mean, I think we'll have maybe one regional championship team this year, so I don't think it's fair to call a contender a regional champion or a state championship contender because I don't think we have any of those. Really, I think maybe we have one. Yeah, and and that's so tough anyways. Well, let's get into it. Let's start up in Lee County, and I'm going to defer to you mostly because you've seen these teams more than I have and you know a little bit more. Um, Starting at the top, we got Mariner. It's 4-2 in 5A. They're ranked 12th in the playoff standings. It's a team we've kind of talked about before. They've got some athletes we like. Do you think they are contenders or pretenders? Mariner's having a great season, but I'm going to go pretender on this one. I think they're going to have they're going to struggle to make the playoffs. You take a look at their schedule the rest of the way. They play Laley this week, and then they go at Dunbar, at Immokalee, at Cape Coral. I don't really see them winning any of those games, so I don't think they make the playoffs. I agree. I mean, th- those are on the road, and we've said that that's a tough uh, district that they're in with Dunbar, Immokalee. That's going to be tough. I agree. Pretender, Fort Myers, six and one third in the six A in their region. Oh, I think it'd be crazy if you didn't call Fort Myers a contender. Right. They're going to get Willie Neal, their starting quarterback, back this week. They got they're at Estero, then they play Eastley, and then they're at Dunbar. I say they make the playoffs and make a run at a regional championship. I don't know if they get to the regional championship game, but I think they're a contender. Yeah, they're going to win a district title. I mean, that's a cupcake district, to be honest. I guess Lehigh is pretty good in there um, with the stare and Eastley. I think they're a contender. Cape Coral, 5-1, and one, a team we have really liked but kind of uh, took a step back last week, you think, with the loss to Lehigh? I think they should have won that game against Lehigh, really. They're up 14 to nothing. I think they just ran out of gas. Now, Lehigh's got some big kids that can wear you down. I'm going to go with contender for Cape Coral if they I mean I think that they can make the playoffs the obviously the FHSA power rankings have them tied for six because they haven't played the greatest of schedules so far but they're going to beat Island Coast this week and then the money games against Charlotte and North Fort Myers and then they finish with Mariner I think that that's a tough enough schedule to where they'll make the playoffs and 
I think anything can happen in that 6A region. So I think that I think they're a contender, yeah. I think you're right. I'm, I'm trying to go through my head that 6A district and region, and a lot of things can happen. You mentioned Charlotte, North Fort Myers. So I think a lot's up in the air, but do they have the ability to do it? I think they do. I will agree with you. Dunbar, 2-4, and 8th in the playoff rankings. Kind of not as good as we expected this year. We expected big things from this team with the huge uh, talent. What do you say about them? I know, I know it's going to be crazy to call a 2-4 and four team a contender, but I think Dunbar can run the table in its next three games and win a district championship. And then, you know, I think all bets are off in that 5A region in the playoffs. they got to, they got to play Cypress Lake, Mariner, and Clewiston all in order. The toughest part of their, their district schedule with the Mockley, them having a win, that's over. I think they're going to run the table in the district, make it, and then they might win a playoff game. Well, I think you are crazy because I've been very underwhelmed by the Tigers. They almost lost to Laley. That tells me I think they're going to lose either at Cypress Lake or Mariner, um, which opens the door for uh, them not to win the district championship. And even if they do, I don't think they have what it takes to win a playoff game. Well, let's be clear. If they don't win the district championship, they're not getting into the playoffs. That's true, just with the record and the schedule and all that. Uh, moving up to North Fort Myers, had another big win this week. 4-2, and two, ranked 5th in their region in 6A playoff standings. But a pretty decent schedule. you got two good teams coming up, two bad teams. Uh, do they have what it takes to make the playoffs? Contender for sure. I think this is a team that could th- really throw a wrench into the 6A3 region, regional playoffs there. They got a big one this week at Charlotte, and then they'll play at Cape Coral in a couple of weeks. They're going to make the playoffs, and then I don't think they're the team that anybody wants to play in that region. You're saying they are going to make the playoffs. You're already locking that in there, huh? Yes, I think they're going to make right. the playoffs. I'll trust you on that one. Bishop Verreau at 6-1, and one, one of the, probably the most impressive team to me up here in Lee County. Um, problem with them is that we don't know a lot about the region. At least I don't. I haven't done the research because it's 4A. There's only a couple 4A schools down here, so you got a bunch of other schools they're playing. You look at their schedule. They play Delray Beach, American Heritage coming up. Very good team. At Tampa Catholic, that's tough. And then Boca Raton, St. John Paul II. That's way too many words to be in a school title, so I don't like them. Um, so give me your takes on Vero. I think they're a contender, but you know better than I. Well, they're number one in their region right now, wow. and if they stay – at number one in their region, that's a first-round buy right there. So well, that's right. that it's makes the, uh, them the a contender. <laughs> so they will get to the second round. So, but you know, you got to play American Heritage this week, and Tampa Catholic's tough. They might not hold on to that that top spot in the region, or even the top two spots. Really, that region is about Avon Park and Coco, and Coco is going to win that region no matter what. Right. But I think for Roe, it's possible that they win a first-round playoff game. So contender. Let's go to LaBelle, five and one. Got a pretty favorable schedule coming up. They end the year with Moorhaven, who's tough, even though LaBelle's two classifications larger. I'm going to say contender just because I've liked what they've done so far. I think according to our definition, I'm going to go with pretender. Ooh. I don't think they're winning a first round playoff game because they're not going to they're not going to jump for row in in the region playoffs. They're not going to get that first round by, so they're probably going to end up playing either Avon Park, Coco, or Bishop Vero, who already beat them this season. That's tough. Cypress Lake, 3-3. Three and three. They've kind of come back to earth after, I think, started 3-0. and oh. Is that correct? Cypress they, Lake? No. 3-1? No, 3-1, and one? Three and one, yes. Okay, so they've lost two in a row, I think, to district teams, at least to Immokalee. I know that. Then you still got Dunbar to play, then Clewiston and Lately, who's looked decent. I'm going to say pretender on them. Yeah, I'm going to say pretender. They're not going to make the playoffs in this one. I think that they lose to Dunbar this week. They lost a tough one to Bishop Verreau last week. I don't think they were ever really in that game. So I'm going to give that one to Dunbar with uh, Seneca Millage and Jadarius McKnight returning. So pretender for Cypress League. So we are in agreement. Let's go to Riverdale, who uh, is what we talked about at the very beginning. There are some very good teams on here, but by our definition, it's going to be tough. 
Riverdale 7 and 0 got a chance to finish undefeated. If they do that, I'd, I'd have to look at the matchups, but we always talk about how tough that district is. They would get a first-round home game, but we've seen in the past in that 7A region, a first-round home game means you just get to host Braden River <laughs> rather than playing at Venice, and that's that's not the easiest thing to do. I'm going to play the probability here and say that they don't host Braden River. They'll, ho- they'll host another team. I'm going to say contender here. I say they win a first-round playoff game after they go undefeated. Yeah, I think they're a contender as well. Lehigh, four and one. I got. I might have to change my stance on them. I've been talking smack about them all year, saying they're not as good as their three and zero record. They come out and they beat Cape Coral last year. Do they have what it takes to win a first round game? No. Okay. No, they're not. They're not going to win a first round game. But I think that they can get into the playoffs. That Cape Coral win was a big hurdle. They've got to play Lakeland, Kathleen, and Riverdale at the end of the season, and that could get them in a win over one of those teams. But I think. When you, if you match them up against North Fort Myers, Charlotte, Fort Myers, any of those teams, or even maybe Largo, I think that they lose the game, that game, so I say pretender. Yeah, I agree, but as I said, they, they surprised me last week, so who knows with them. Oasis, a team I don't know a ton about, except that they had probably the game of the year last week against Community School. The team's combined to score 38 points in the fourth quarter. Community School, huge comeback. Can Oasis play enough defense to be a contender? No, I think that they're a pretender. I'm not sure that they're going to make the playoffs. The end of their season is at Moorhaven and St. John Newman. They're going to get some points for those games, but I don't think they're going to win them. They just don't play any kind of defense. Their offense is great. They've played such a soft schedule to start the season, I don't think that they make the playoffs. Moving on to Collier County, we've got an upstart Golden Gate team who's 5-1 and one, but ranked 11th in their region right now. Yeah, 5-1, and one, as you said, but I think three of those first four wins were against winless teams. So strength of schedule, not on their side. They've got a tough one against Naples. I do think Golden Gate's a good team, but again, by our definition, I'm going to say pretender just because it's it's honestly going to be tough to make the playoffs in that tough region. you got Naples, Riverdale. So, yeah, I'll say pretender. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree there. Great season for them, but I don't think that they win a first-round playoff game if they get into the playoffs. And here's an interesting one, Naples, 5-1. and one. Outside of the playoffs right now, that's yeah. crazy. Is that crazy to think about? It's absolutely crazy because they just beat Laley. And again, we talk about how the playoff points are based on strength of schedule. Laley, a winless team, so that dropped them down. However, Naples is always the favorite in their district. And once you get a home game at Naples in the playoffs, that's a, that's a pretty easy win for Bill Kramer and the boys. I'm going to say contender. And this is a Naples team that doesn't have an away game the rest of the regular season. Hey, you're that's right. That's some great scheduling there. And, yeah, definitely contender, always a contender. And then we go to Immokalee, who's 2-5, and five, but 7th in their region. You know, I just met up with uh, Rodlin Anthony, and we'll hear that interview later. But, man, he, he's full of optimism. You know, they started 0-5, but they didn't get down. And four of those five losses were to teams that are 6-1. and one. So that's why they're still so high in the playoff standings. I think they got a good chance to win out. I think they're going to get into the playoffs. Once you get into the playoffs, same thing. A playoff game at Immokalee, that that's tough for the road opponent to win. I'm going to say contender. Yeah, but you don't know if they're going to play at Immokalee or not. If Dunbar runs the table, oh, you're right, you're if right. Dunbar runs that's the table correct. and wins their district championship, Immokalee's going on the road. That's but true. you know where I stand on this team. I think that they're going to make the playoffs, and I think that they might win one or two games. So right. contender. 
Baron Collier, 6-1, coming off a Catfish Bowl victory, ranked number one in their region. Definitely a contender. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs either way because I only see them maybe losing two more, you know, one at most. you, you got to play that tough Naples game. And I think that's going to be a great game. I know Naples uh, has beaten them, I think, 19, 20 times in a row, but that's going to be a good game. I think Baron Collier has a shot. Now, listen, I don't think Baron Collier has ever won a playoff game. However, you know, just by our definition, I think they have a chance. I can't rely on those past results. I think they are a contender. I have Baron Collier as a contender, too. And I like these last two games of the season to get them ready for the playoffs. Obviously, Naples, but Hardy is a very good team as well. I think they're, yeah, ranked in, in their in their. So that's, that's a good tune-up game for the playoffs. Next, we got Gulf Coast. Three and four, ranked 11th. It's looking a little bleak for them to make the playoffs. Well, listen, here's my question is, why are they even on the list? Why, why, why'd you include them? Being a little charitable, a little generous? I wanted, that, to, I wanted to talk about them. And that's no offense to them. They did some good things against Baron Collier last year, just, just a, or last week. Just a young team. I would say pretender, but they're not even pretending. They're just they're not going to make the playoffs. You know, That's a tough uh, district they're in, tough region. I just wanted to get you on the record of saying that. Thank you. And well, we're going to shift back up to Lee County for two teams. We got Evangelical Christian, two and four, holding on to that number six spot in their region. I'm going to go with them as definitely as a pretender. I'm not sure they'll make the playoffs, and if they make the playoffs, I think that you know it's just not going to go well for them. They they haven't played defense all season. Their offense is coming along. I just don't see them winning a playoff game. Yeah, they got a good shot to make the playoffs just because six out of eight teams in that region will make it. But, yeah, winning a playoff game, that's another matter. Pretender. And then we go to, I think, another obvious pretender, SFCA, one and six. <laughs> Again, they're in they the eighth spot. But, like, you know, you, but I mean, imagine they knock off uh, Bell, uh, Glades Day or St. John Newman. That could catapult them into the playoffs and give them a shot to win a playoff game. But yeah, I think we both say pretender yeah, on this agreed. one. Back down to Collier County, St. John Newman, five and one, coming off a bye, ranked number four in their region. Do you think they can win a playoff game? Oh, boy. I, I think it depends on um, what seed they get. We saw last year they were one of the better teams down here, but they drew the uh, eventual state champion in the first round. I think they can. It just depends on the draw. So I'm going to say contender. I'm going to say pretender. I think they get knocked off in the first round of the playoffs. Right. Community School of Naples. An interesting one considering they're coming off a big win over Oasis where they scored 51 points. They're 3-3, three and three, ranked 7th in their region. So they've got a new quarterback, and he's the one, the freshman, that led them to that big comeback win last week. I think you're going to see a new team from them. They're going to beat ECS, and then you got St. John Newman. Tough schedule. I'll say pretender just because it's going to be a tough road to get to win a playoff game. I think they can get there because, again, six teams out of nine make, a, make the playoffs, but I'll say pretender. I'll say pretender too. And then I think this is the most interesting one. That's why I saved them mm-hmm. for last. A powerhouse usually in Collier County and in southwest Florida in the Class 2A. First Baptist, they're 3-3. Three and three. They're holding on to that last spot in their region. Can they win a playoff game? Can they get into the playoffs? They can. They obviously got to win. Um, we saw what they can do against 2A teams last week when they won 38 to nothing. Um, here's what's going to be interesting. If they make the playoffs and they play St. John Newman or Community School in the first round, that would be awesome because you'd have a local teams playing instead of them going to play some faraway teams. So I'm going to say contender just because I think that can happen. Again, in that 2A region, it depends on the draw in the playoffs. But if First Baptist gets a favorable draw, if they make the playoffs, they can win a game. I thought for sure you were going to say pretender, and I was just going to come over the top and overrule you <laughs> because I think First Baptist can make a late run. Well, that'll do it for the 
contender or pretender segment of the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast. We'll be back in a few to break down this week's games. Keep up with the action every week by following our live Friday night scoreboard at NaplesNews.com, News-Press.com, and by downloading the Naples Daily News and the News Press apps onto your mobile devices. Ready to look ahead to week eight of the high school football season. Let's break down some of the games we are most looking forward to, starting in the north in Lee County. We've got Delray Beach American Heritage, very, very good program. They are at Bishop Vero, who's had a stunning year. Just what's your take on this game? I mean, do you know much about it? Is American Heritage as good as they always are? Yeah, they're five and one this season. They're one of the top teams in the class in their classification, which I believe is three A. That sounds right. So this is an interesting test for Bishop Vero. They get them at home, a little road trip for American Heritage. I think this is a measuring stick game for Vero. This is the type of caliber of the team they'll face in the playoffs. Coco, Avon Park, they're all, you know, very good teams in that region. I I, don't, I really don't know what to expect. Which Vero is going to show up? I mean, the one that's been scoring all these points right. this year or is Heritage going to have some sort of upper hand on them? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Another game that's going to be interesting, at least in my book, uh, the one I'm probably looking most forward to, North Fort Myers at Charlotte. North Fort Myers, a team we think is very good. They're at Charlotte, and we've, we've said it before on here, that's a tough place to play, a tough road trip. Can North go up there and stay poised and, and win a game? This is another team whose offense is just firing on all cylinders. Quarterback Jesse Charles has great command of this offense. And wide receiver Clayton Savinsky he had a great season last year, but I think he's turned into the best receiver in Lee County. Wow. I mean, he has back-to-back games where he's had 92-yard touchdown receptions plus a couple other touchdowns that were longer. And then you still have that big offensive line that you know creates great holes for their running backs. And then a great defensive line, too, with Isaiah Taylor and James Buchanan, who they're just these big guys. They take up a lot of space. They're athletic enough to make some pretty big tackles. So this game, this game I think, is going to be for the district championship. Well, I was going to say, let's point out, this is a big-time district game, as is the next one, Dunbar at Cypress Lake. Dunbar kind of in the driver's seat in that district, despite the losing record. If they win out, they win the title. Cypress Lake playing a little behind after a big loss to Immokalee. Um, Cypress Lake's kind of dipped off recently. Do we think that they can hang with the Tigers? I think they can hang with the Tigers if everything goes right. Last week against Faro, not a lot went right. CJ shed through some big interceptions. And they, they were able to make some headway late, but they were really never in that game. With Dunbar, every district game is big for them the rest of the way because they got to run the table in their next three district games to make the playoffs. And they know that. They held Seneca Millage and Jadarius McKnight right. out of the ga- non-district game against North Fort Myers, knowing that they wanted them rested up for this three-game stretch. And in Collier County, we're going to move to Palmetto Ridge at Baron Collier. This seems like a one-sided game to me. It does, but I was just thinking, you know, the Cougars have to be careful of a letdown game. And they're saying the right things. They're saying every game's going to be tough. you got a district game, a district game, then another strong game to end the season. Um, you just wonder, after this game, they got a bye week. So if they're looking forward to that, then after that, they play Naples, a team they really want to win after they probably should have beaten them last year. So are the Cougars looking past Palmetto Ridge? 
Palmetto Ridge still kind of an enigma. They're on their third quarterback now. They used Camonte Grimes a little bit last week, whereas Baron Collier, they're well-rounded. They're, they're, they're pounding teams. They're, they're moving the ball real well. They're still trying to find their identity, huh? A lot of young players at Palmetto Ridge. Yeah, a lot of young players. And we knew that, but they're talented. Uh, we just kind of expected the defense to be a little bit better, and injuries have hurt them a bit on offense as well. Next, we're going to go to Golden Gate at Naples. Golden Gate, is a little bit of a shine off of Golden Gate right now? You know, they're coming off a loss in a, in a, a bye week, so I don't think so, but this is, this is going to be a big test. Last year, Golden Gate really hung with Naples, the closest they ever have. You just wonder if they have, I guess, the confidence to, to hang with the Na- Naples. That's what Coach Mike DeGrigley has talked about all year is we have to go into a game knowing we're going to win, and that's easy against, you know, Fort Meade. But can you do that against, you know, the best team? It wasn't team? easy against Fort Meade. Well, it was though. easy to come in with the confidence. They, it, it wasn't easy when they got on the field. But can they bring that confidence to Naples? And then you got the Harvest Bowl, Immokalee at Clewiston. This is a little bit of a rivalry game. Yeah, yeah, they, they've uh, kind of hyped that up the most recently. Immokalee has looked fantastic. They're finally um, fresh. They don't have a ton of depth yet, but they've got some injured players back. So they started 0-5. Past two games, they've won by a, a combined score of 101-37. to R.J. Rosales is rolling. The defense is rolling. Charles Toombs is rolling. They're looking really good right now. They're just going to keep rolling, I think. I agree, yeah. So that could be really interesting in a couple of weeks when we're talking about Immokalee pushing towards a region championship after they started the season, what, 0-5? Oh and, oh and yeah. For more on Immokalee, come back next segment where we'll have an interview with Immokalee coach Rodlin Anthony. Your say on which high school football matchup should be the game of the week. The news press and Naples Daily News staffs will select three games in each county and your votes on news-press.com NaplesDailyNews.com or the mobile apps will determine which is the game of the week. Welcome back to the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast. I'm here with Rodlin Anthony, third year coach, is that right? It's your Correct. third year yep. at Immokalee High School, a team that went from uh, not so great to looking pretty good the, the past few weeks. First off, tell me about that, Rodlin. You guys start 0-5 the past two weeks. You've won two blowout victories. Just what, what have you seen? What's the difference been in those two wins? From a team perspective, I think we had a lot of guys hurt in the beginning. We had a lot of guys with shoulder issues. We had guys that were beginning with injuries, so to speak. So we had a lot of guys coming and going. It was hard to find the rhythm when two or three of your starting guys are out with a shoulder injury and maybe one or two were just coming back. And so what you saw at the beginning of the season was a lot of it just us trying to find our rhythm. But you have to also take into consideration we did play some good teams at the beginning right. of the season. Those teams weren't slaps either. So that didn't help us at all. I think the biggest part was just keeping our kids positive and, and motivated for the rest of the season and understanding it's a long season. And how did you keep them so positive? Because you guys had such a great year last year. And then to come in and start 0-5, not only you're kind of not living up to expectations, but I know this town doesn't tolerate losing too well. Um, <laughs> how do you keep a bunch of 16, 17-year-old kids focused when you have that poor of a start? Maybe my more militant style might have changed and maybe metamorphosized and adapted to the type of kids that I had this year. And so I think my coaching style has taken a different dynamic, whereas I'm more militant, but this time I was a little bit more laxed and more hearing from my players and understanding from my players' perspective and then tapping into their emotions and maybe allowing them or creating more smiles and laughter during practice because 
you can't just come every day like some general or some sergeant with your troops because then they're going to probably rebel because things aren't going their way. But I think a lot of the times I think we had to learn to focus on the spiritual perspective, but also laugh and smile a lot more because and realize, hey, you know, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. The sun will come up like they always say. And you know what, kids, guess what? We still have a lot of football ahead of us. You know, how do you keep this kind of momentum building until, uh, you know, hopefully maybe a playoff push? You know, we just take it one game at a time. Every week is one and oh. We haven't even looked at the big picture yet because we understand that there's a lot going on that's outside of our control. I think the only thing we can control is Friday night lights from 7 to 10 o'clock or wherever it may be at Gary Bay Stadium or home or away. I think once you tell your players, hey, this is what you can control, so control it to the best of your ability, just like you can control your grades, I think at the end of the day, you'll reap the rewards that you wanted. Goal with every team is a playoff berth. I kind of know what you're going to say here, but tell me, is that is that a possibility? Have you been thinking about the playoffs, what you need to do to make those? <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's playoffs is always a possibility. It's always a reality here, and I think the kids understand that here. I think our, our kids always believe that anytime, anywhere, any place. And if it takes another game to get there, if it takes you know two games in a week to get there, we'll be ready to go. I mean, I think at this point, when you play football at Immokalee, you understand the brand that comes with it, and you understand the, the intensity that comes with it but also you understand the fun and the success that comes with it also. Tell me about your quarterback, RJ Rosales, a guy that's gotten a lot of love on this here podcast. You know, me and Adam Regan talk about him a lot. And just <laughs> what a great passer he is, what a, a great kid he is. Just tell us uh, what, what people uh, may not know about RJ. First of all, he is a great kid, but here's what you don't know. He has a wild sense of humor. He's <laughs> extremely funny and, and he says little quirky comments and there's a side to him that people don't know and he loves chocolate muck to the fullest. I mean, I think if... I think if that's one thing the kid loves is chocolate milk. I don't think anybody loves chocolate milk more than RJ. Uh, <laughs> he's real funny. He makes me laugh a lot. And, and we, we develop a relationship along the line in the last couple of years that has been, you know, learning, growing, rocky, but most importantly, fun for, for our sake and for the sake of the team. And I think a lot of the players respect how he conducts himself, not only on the field, but also in the classroom. I mean, the kid sports at least a 3.6 to a 3.8 wow. GPA. And I don't think many people know that about him either. So when you want to talk about academics, because academics are up there. When you want to talk about, you know, what he likes, the kid loves chocolate milk, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great, man. Tell me a little bit about you, some bigger picture stuff. And you're an Immokalee native, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. Graduated here. You won a state championship here in 04. To come back and to lead this team, especially after the success of last year, just what's the past three years been like for you? I mean, it's been an honoring experience. And most importantly, it's been a humbling experience. Yeah, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, it's, it's, it's an adrenaline-like experience. You're always pumped. You're always excited to seize the day, seize the practice field. But me, when you see these kids that grew up the same way I do, my goal is to make them better men, you know, better better students, better athletes of the game and in school. And I think I'm on a mission here, and uh, it's a mission that I gladly accept. I'm around coaches that have coached me, and so it, sometimes I want to put on the head coach persona, but at the same time, the guy could be like, you know, coaches look at me like, I could be your dad, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think at the same time, too, it's really fun. Is there a pressure? Absolutely. But it's pressure on myself because I want to win. I want these kids to be successful, not only in the game of football, but I think in life, in, in, in grades, in GPA. It's a constant chase. It's a constant white rabbit that I go after every single day that I'm out here with these kids. Um, they challenge me and I challenge them. I think we both meet in the, right in the middle and it works really great. I love the dynamics of the coaches. I love the dynamics of the kids with each other and myself. Well, you got a big one coming up this Friday, I believe, at Cluiston, another big district game, hoping to keep winning. Rodlin, I appreciate you taking time for us today. Thank you. I appreciate you coming out here and uh, doing this interview. And again, thanks to Coach Anthony for sitting down. 
and talking with us this week. If you want to follow live coverage of that Immokalee at Clewiston game on Friday, as well as every other game, come to naplesnews.com slash prepzone and news-press.com slash sports. When we come back, we're going to answer some of your questions. After the games each week, go to naplesnews.com, news-press.com, or our apps on your mobile device for photos, videos, and analysis from games throughout Southwest Florida. And welcome back to Inside Southwest Florida Football. I'm joined, as always, by Adam Fisher of the Naples Daily News, and this is our favorite segment where you ask the questions, we answer them. We got some good ones this week. Uh, little saltiness in some of the questions, so let's get right into it. This one is from Adrian on Twitter. Why is it that every year Baron Collier thinks that they have a chance at beating Naples? Hashtag 20 years strong. Wow. Yeah, let's throw that out there. So this is the 20-year anniversary of the last time Baron Collier beat Naples. It was Bill Kramer's first year. They went 3-7 and the last time they've had a losing season. I, I don't know, because I don't know that Barron does think every year they can beat Naples. I think every school says they come in thinking they can beat Naples. But I think that streak has weighed on them. It was almost a race last year, and that's been a huge motivation. I think last year's near miss has been more motivating than the previous 18 losses for Barron Carter this year. And I think smack talk shows weakness. Ooh. I think when you're a Naples fan, you don't need to be talking about Barron Collier. You've beat him all of these years. I don't think you really need to be talking smack. So I think that there might be a little bit of nerves from the uh, Naples community about a pretty good Baron Collier team coming in there in a couple weeks. Well, listen, the storylines are all set up for Baron Collier to win this one. Not, not to put pressure on him or start talking about it, because I know Mark Jackson doesn't like that. But like I said, 20 years, anniversary. Might be 20 years to the day. I don't know. Almost lost last year. Possibility of having the best record they've had in about 10 years. So storylines are there. Cougars just got to take care of business. But I know that Naples, the team itself, Maybe not the guy that asked this question, but they're, they're not too worried about it. They know that they can win. Our second question comes from Alex Martin on Twitter. Which team do you believe is most likely to get out of Region 6A3, getting to the Final Four? And he also wants to know who we have in our regional championship game. This is one we answer all the time when we talk about playoffs. Has anything changed? I think so. As I sit here and think of this, and I'm making a note right now that I did not have when I walked in here, but let's talk about maybe North Fort Myers. Do they have a chance to <laughs> to, to push it and, and not only get in, but win a couple games in that uh, regional playoffs? I, I think at the beginning of the season, both of us thought you know Fort Myers, Naples, and Charlotte obviously is a very good right. team too. But man... Does Naples or Fort Myers want to see North Fort Myers in the playoffs? I, I don't think so, man. No, not the way they're playing. I, I mean, especially considering the classic that North Fort Myers and Fort Myers played last year. But for a region championship game, I don't know how the seedings are going to play out yeah. or anything like that. But I've got Naples and Charlotte in that game. Ooh, I, was thinking- I think I think either Charlotte or or Naples is going to beat Fort Myers. And the other and the other team is going to have to beat North Fort Myers. Yeah. So, but I think that they get the job done. And for regional champion, I'm going to go with Charlotte. I was so impressed with them. Wow. They're so efficient on offense. They're you know tough as nails on defense. I think that they can beat Naples in a pretty close one this year. You know, 
it depends on where that game is played. I feel like Naples always gets the luck of the draw when it comes to who gets yeah. to host the – I feel like all their big games have been at home, all their regional championship wins. But if Naples has to go to Charlotte, I don't know if Naples has played at Charlotte since I've been down here. That's 11 years. Is that a different dynamic? Who knows? That, that could be very interesting. Yeah, I remember – a couple of years ago when Naples played Charlotte in the region championship game and everybody was thinking that was going to be a great game. And they stomped. It, it went to running clock, man. Yeah. Like, how many times does Charlotte get running clock? that was clock? when Charlotte was undefeated. Like, they thought that was their squad. And that was at, that was at Naples. Yeah. So, who knows? This is always the most interesting region come playoff time. And then, as a gift for winning a region championship, you got to play one of those Miami beasts. So. Yeah. So that's tough. <laughs> Last question. Ryan K. on Twitter. Why is Bishop Vero ranked so low in the Lee County Power Rankings? This is a direct shot at you because well, I'm, come I'm pretty the, sure that you you compile these rankings. He's come to the right spot because I am the kingmaker in Lee County. I <laughs> I rank the teams. I will tell you, Ryan, that I waited on Bishop Vero. I, I waited for big wins. They've they've moved up every single week, and I believe at the time you wrote this question, they were probably seven or so behind a Dunbar team mm. who has a losing record. Well, guess what, Ryan? If you go to news-press.com slash sports, you'll find the updated power rankings to where Bishop Vero is number six in the power rankings behind some really good teams, and they could finish in the top five this year. So take that, Ryan K. Well, I don't know, man. Five still sounds pretty low for a six and one team. But, again, you're the expert. I'm going to defer to you. So that'll do it for our questions. When we come back, it's your favorite part of the program. It's prediction time. And if you want to ask us a question next time, you can get at us on Twitter. I'm at NDN underscore Adam. And I'm at NP underscore Adam Regan. All right, come on back for some predictions. For the most in-depth analysis of high school football in Lee and Collier County each week, Go to NaplesNews.com and News-Press.com. Follow us on Instagram at NewsPress Sports and NDN Prep Zone. On Twitter, NPHS Sports and NDN underscore Prep Zone. Or download our apps. We are back and we have selected 10 games that we're going to tell you who's going to win. And first off, let's recap the standings. Last week... Mr. Regan and I both went 8-2. and two. I retain a five-game lead over my counterpart. Adam Regan is up to 70% picking. Congratulations. It wasn't going so well for you early in the season. I'm at 77%. It wasn't going so well for you early in the no, season No, uh, one week was bad, but after that, I've been unstoppable, indomitable. I cannot be beaten. I'm the best. Let's keep moving. Delray Beach at Bishop Row, a game we previewed earlier. Going to be a good one. I believe I'll pick first, and you can't pick against just the, what's the word I'm looking for, the the program, the history of, of American Heritage. They're always good. I'll take them coming here on the road. I'm not sure how good this game is going to be. I think Faroe hasn't faced the caliber of team that American Heritage right. is, but they get the game at home, so who knows. But I know. I've got Heritage. Moving on, North Fort Myers at Charlotte. Uh, two teams we've talked about extensively on this podcast. We think this might be a district championship game. It's always tough for me to pick Charlotte to lose at home, but I do like North Fort Myers. It's all I'm going to take North Fort Myers. Oh, man. 
I hit the lottery being last in this one. Yeah. I, 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 I have no problems taking Charlotte at home against North Fort Myers, and that's not a slight against North Fort Myers. They've been playing great, but I'm pretty high on this Charlotte team. Dunbar at Cypress Lake. Two teams two weeks ago, I would have thought uh, this would be a really good game. It still might be a good game for other reasons. I think they both have kind of slipped. Ooh, boy, I really don't want to pick first because I don't know who I want to win. And as I talk it out with you, the listener, I'm going to take Dunbar. I'm going to take Dunbar, too. I think Seneca Millage and Jadarius McKnight with you know two weeks of rest could give them enough offensively. It just Cypress Lake's been making a lot of mistakes lately, and against a Dunbar defense, it's probably one of the best in the county. They'll make you pay. Palmetto Ridge at Baron Collier, another big a district game in the 6A-12 district. Talked about them. Baron Collier's rolling right now as long as they keep their head on straight and they're not looking past the, the Bears to a, a bye week and, and a matchup with Naples. I'm going to take the Cougars. Agree. All right, both on Baron Collier. Golden Gate at Naples. Golden Gate has never beaten Naples. Came as close as they ever have last year. I like what Golden Gate's doing this year, but Naples is still good, and they've got the best football player in Southwest Florida in Ches Malusi, so I'll take Naples. I don't think Golden Gate can score enough points to hang with Naples. It's pretty simple as that. It is simple as that. Immokalee at Cluiston, another team that's rolling Immokalee, but this is a rivalry game. Cluiston's gotten the best of them the past few years, except for last year. But Immokalee's rolling right now. It is a long road trip. I'm taking the Indians. I'm going to take the Indians. Cluiston's a little down this year. Laley at Mariner. Laley has not won a game. They've looked decent at some times, not so decent at other times. But Mariner, I think, just has more talent. I'm going with Mariner. Now, if this game was at Laley, I'd consider taking the Trojans. But it's at Mariner, and they've been doing great offensively. They smoked Ida Baker last week. Running back Cade Reynolds had over 200 yards rushing. I think that type of success continues against Laley. All right, next up, two games I don't think we're going to struggle with much. Riverdale, 7-0 at South Fort Myers, who was 1-5 or 1-6. or It doesn't matter because Riverdale also is rolling, and I assume we're both taking the Raiders. Yeah, Riverdale moves to 8-0. 8-0. This one, but I will say this about South Fort Myers. They have some really bad film on them. They look awful on film <laughs> through the last couple of games. That might play to their advantage. They had a bye week, and then they routed East Lee County like we thought they would. You never know. They might have found the answer. I think the blueprint to success. I mean, this could be a closer game. Riverdale, Island Coast was only trailing them 14-10. to 10. I mean, mm. Riverdale's been slow starting the last couple of weeks. So I, this isn't really the spot where I'm going to take South Fort Myers. But if South Fort Myers were to make it a game, I wouldn't be surprised. I think you're putting way too much thought into this. I think Riverdale wins, and it's not even close. Another game I don't expect to be close. you got East Lee County, still hasn't got a win. At Lehigh, had a big victory last week against Cape Coral, correct? Oh, yeah. So I'll just make sure uh, I got my uh, game. Lehigh, I think they found the answer of their quarterback situation, which they didn't really have a quarterback issue going into the season. Delshawn Green had been their starting quarterback for, I think, three or four years. But I guess James Cheney saw something that, you know, Delshawn Green would be better served to be a wide receiver, and he's been correct so far. So they throw DiMatteo Collins out there at quarterback, and he leads a comeback against Cape Coral in the fourth quarter. So... I would go with that, and this will be a good opportunity for DiMatteo Collins to get some reps against a East Leeds County team that, you know, stinks. Yeah, so we both got 
the Lightning. Next one, Evangelical Christian at Community School. Community School coming off a big win. Another team with a new quarterback. They've turned a freshman All-American, Dylan McNamara, who did really, really well last week. And because of that, I'm going to take the Seahawks. Oh, man, this is going to be a shootout. No question about it. I think that this could be Logan Perlman, the quarterback of ECS's best game of the season. I'm going to take ECS. I'm going to take a flyer. I think that this is the game they put it together. Well, that'll do it. Come back next week to see how we did, what we got right, what we got wrong, and come back Friday nights for live updates, videos, photos, scores at naplesnews.com slash prepzone and news-press.com slash sports. For Adam Regan and our fabulous producer, Andrea Melendez, I am Adam Fisher for the Naples Daily News. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Remember, the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast will be available for download every Thursday at noon to get you ready for the coming week's games.